Topless. Hey, King. Hey, Beard. Hey, we're here. Sup? Hey, <laughs> it's raining outside. It's raining men in here. We're our own King of Trios team. <laughs> True. Yeah, we're gonna be doing thing in trios. We'll do some three-minute rapid fire. We'll do three segments. We're gonna do it all, and we're gonna talk about King of Trios live for the first time ever on IWTV. Woo. Coming back at you, hitting it strong, quick hits off the bat. It's Hilton Radio. Suggested by each of us. Each of us are going to do two suggestions. We're gonna start with you, King. Three minutes. You're on the clock. That's so unfair. (laughs) You're royalty. Yeah. Act like it. Okay, fine. Go. Eats first. King. Uh, Yeah. Topic number one. Why sad? Kenny so sad. Why sad? Kenny so sad. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Omega so sad. You can't. I mean, he's called Sad Kenny. It doesn't work if he's not sad. That's filthy, Kenny. Filthy Kenny. I echo. Feel that kid? Why is he sad? I don't get this. I may have missed this. I, I it's think been I this. being the elite like the entire ever since he's lost these matches for AEW, he's been like weird and doing weird stuff on being the elite. Well, it could be that he doesn't get to see the love of his life. That's true. Because how Koda is that going to? Are they going? Do you think this is their storyline for him that they're going to do some type of redemption arc? Which is, it, it doesn't make sense for the guy who was like. Maybe. The giant match machine to now be the guy who needs a redemption arc. I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's tired of being elite. He just wants to be a normal guy. Yeah. I, I like that idea. Yeah. Do you? I do. <laughs> I like his vulnerability. Are you lying to me right Come now? Come on, Beard. I hate, I love his vulnerability, but then again, I've always loved his vulnerability. Not just after <laughs> he gets a major television deal as a, an executive vice president, Okay. I, I do. Um, I so it's like, it goes, way earlier. Way earlier. <laughs> I do hope that at some point we do get a payoff, though, between him and Abushi. The, the greatest love story since Randy Savage and Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Fuck you, Lex Luger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Strong <laughs> words. They're, they're, they're coming hot and heavy. Yeah, we, we was may that, have. Was that three no, minutes? no, that's a minute 40. Oh, wow. <laughs> we overestimated how much. I, I am. <laughs> we still got it. We're going on. Warrior, throw it out there. What's your topic? Uh, I know he, he totally screwed us. AEW versus NXT. Is that even a thing? Is that really a rivalry? No. This no. is a, this is an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Yeah. It is embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> it's horribly embarrassing. It's like rather than getting one PWG show, you get two. Yeah. We're used to wrestling being hidden, and now it's everywhere. It's just, just out in the open. God, yeah. Everyone can see it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it feels great. It does feel real good. I, I feel kind of good about it. I, I don't think I've felt this comfortable being a wrestling fan since uh, the NWO started being a thing, and DX was everywhere, and I was in high school, and I was like, oh, oh. like oh. I usually just watch it with my brother because he and his friends like it. But there's people wearing wrestling shirts all over the place now. Are you worried about any... Like, okay, if you had to pick one thing you're worried about for AEW, what would it be? Asking me to pick one thing that I'm worried about? 
I know. It's <laughs> real difficult. Both uh, of you, actually. No, I'm not really worried. I I'm think worried that, either. like, I think that, I think that, like, wrestling media in general lives in, like, a very weird pocket dimension where there is are a lot of loud voices, but it's not really indicative of the larger picture. It's not indicative of the larger audience or the swing of things or how things are going to go. I feel like, you know, I mean, people have been predicting doom for WWE for, like, five years, and it's only getting better and, I mean... Product-wise, you can argue, but I mean, it's it's getting, it's getting bigger, and bigger, and bigger and bigger and bigger. Same with AEW. Same with a lot of independent wrestling promotions. So it's it's a weird thing to gauge, but I think everyone's gonna be fine. Like as long as AEW, as long as AEW doesn't <laughs> completely like shit the bed, which I can't see happening, or really even imagine how that could happen. I I don't see it. My, my only concern is the production. You asked us. No. Yeah, I did. But you waited so long to answer. Was I was literally were, talking. You were, talking. You were, you were interrupting me. Yeah. God, you're the <laughs> worst. Keep, keep the only thing here. I'm worried about is it's going to be to WCW. I think it's going to That's... follow down that road. I mean, to the point where Cody is trying to buy the rights to war games from Vince because he wants to have those things that were his father's. I, I, I worry about the, the kind of obsession i mean it, tony shivani like all of all these things that are hallmarks of you leave tony shivani alone tony Schiavone, come on man you know how i feel about tony shivani i know he's a bum um <laughs> wow that's gonna put butts in seats yeah it's true blink uh i wonder who told him to say that it's the guy who now works for wwe they all work for wwe now brother not all of them brother brother all right that's I, i'm sorry but that's uh, three minutes now it's your turn, sucker. Uh, I've got a great topic. Do you? Do you? Yeah. Is it a hot topic? <laughs> is it about where they're going to be selling AEW shirts? Yeah, put a black t-shirt on. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. Um, your mascara is not working <laughs> off. Is NXT going to suffer from the same overexposure that the other WWE mainstream shows suffer from at this point? I think that at two hours... Particularly with the large roster that they have, no. Um, if they try to expand it out to three hours or really ramp up the like pay-per-view schedule or something, uh, or the, the takeover schedule, they could maybe run into that. But I think if they if just as a it's a we, it's a weekly two-hour show, they do takeover what like six Quarterly? times a year, maybe four. No, they're going to be absolutely fine, and it'll probably be better that they'll be able to um, highlight a lot more of the talent than they have been. Because I feel like what it's felt like for a long time is that WWE is sort of hoarding talent just to have it, which they are. But I think a lot of those people who have been hoarded will have a chance to get out from under the large pile of newspaper and shine. I mean, just think about the fact that they brought in, you know, ACH... They brought in the Carolina Caveman. They brought in a bunch of these guys, and they were barely getting TV time. Yeah. I mean, it's nuts. Donovan Dijak is really good, mm -hmm. and he really wasn't getting on TV. No, so I mean, now you, you get time, yeah. you're going to be able to do that. And they've got a pretty darn good tag team roster, mm -hmm. and their women's roster is sick. Yeah, I'm really hoping it's that they... It's so good. I'm really hoping that the women's roster gets a lot more time. Because um, lately it's felt, I haven't watched much, but it, it's just looking at cards, it still felt like that sort of WWE 
there's the one women's thing. Yeah. yeah. And so hopefully they'll be able to expand outside of that. Yeah, they need multiple feuds. And I think having mm-hmm. Io Shirai and Shayna Baszler as your top heels mm-hmm. allows you to have multiple storylines running concurrently that don't have to necessarily intersect. Um, I would say the only thing I worry about with NXT is it not being it, it somehow being um, other creative forces from outside what it's what's worked. Just say it. You dirty son of a bitch. It was me, Austin. Vince getting his fingers in it. Um, Vince, just, just don't ever uh, say Vince getting his yeah, fingers in it ever yeah, again. Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, don't. Uh, if I, I had a soundboard, I would play the wah, 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 wah. I, I just, I, I want NXT to stay doing what it's doing because it's been really, it's stayed consistently good to great yeah. since its inception. I think the worst takeover is probably still top six of the year. <laughs> yeah. It's all, I mean, the very worst is like a B plus. Yeah. And it's usually a B yeah. plus where you go, there were two real good matches on that card and then there were some okay stuff. Yeah. And I think what they're doing with NXT UK being, you know, at least starting off as a, you know, using the Imperium as a faction involved. Mm-hmm. I thought that was brilliant. Kushida looks really important. You find a great way you, to use, you know, Brizango. It's, that's phenomenal. I mean, they've got a really great roster. It's embarrassment riches. Next topic. You're up, King. Second topic. Um, Brock Lesnar beating up people who are, you know, plants in the crowd. And Jerry Lawler saying they're teenagers. When they're 22. When they're 22. So, kind of my thing about it is I'm curious to your thoughts on it. Uh, I think if I was younger, like if I was in my 20s, I'd been like, fuck, that was crazy. Uh, but being that I'm an old man now, I was like, that really felt awkward and made me sort of uncomfortable. So, your thoughts, gentlemen? I feel like it's a weird choice. Just I, Again, kind of getting back to, like, particularly like a roster size thing. Like, there's so many actual wrestlers that he could do that to. So... I mean, and I, I didn't, I don't, was there any context for him doing no, it? No, it was no? just, I'm coming out and I just, take the mic away to give it to Paul and, like, and Ray takes it back before Paul can talk and now I'm just going to beat the shit out of you. And your son. And your son. Who's 22 yeah. and not a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> At least Lawler didn't yell about puppies okay. or have a stroke or a fake heart attack. At least or... Brock Lesnar didn't suplex any puppies. It's true. That's true. I'm sure if you would have found them. He also just looked like a slavering monster there for a little bit. I mean, I I think if you want him to look like an unhinged, crazy person, congratulations. I mean, I think that the the thing that's appealing about this, that perhaps we don't connect with as much because it was an era that we didn't watch a lot or, you know, for for, uh, um, Grandpa King... Uh, the, you know, he, he, uh, the, the original Dominic storyline when it happened, right? Like yeah. that was, that was uncomfortable with Eddie Guerrero, but there's a lot of people. That, there was history there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that that's something that for the people that started watching when they were, you know, in their kind of early teens and maybe saw it for the first time that are now, you know, in college, like this, like you said, might really be an appealing storyline. And he did look like 
a legitimate crazy person, which he is always. But <laughs> I mean, did, let's be he realistic. He did throw a car door at the crowd. That Hulk is true. smash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I mean, he he bork lasered out, and that's what we want from from yeah. from. Do, do you think this at all? leads to the potential of them because the rumor there's been scuttlebutt that they're trying to sign Kane Velasquez. I think that they bring Velasquez Lesnar. Yeah, because he's the guy who basically he and Alistair Overeem were both the last guys who just beat Bork to death. Yeah. And UFC. So he's looked good in AAA. Yeah. So, you know, that kind of they want him, I'm sure they can sign him if they choose to. You know, Rey Mysterio, I'm sure, helps you know, broker that deal. But can you imagine he... Because my guess is Bork gets a shot at Kofi. Looks like he's going to win. Rey costs him the title. That's that's my guess. Is That'd be lovely. That's how they're going to keep the, the belt on Kofi. Warrior. Yeah. It's you, baby. Yeah, it is. Uh, WrestlePalooza. Dates have been announced. Two nights. Two nights again back to back. with the two stars, which I love. Yeah. Like this is so big, it doesn't even get into local cool. news. It, or it, it gets all the way into the big news. Yeah, baby. Big news. Big news, big baby. Big news. We so, don't do local news anymore. We don't give a crap. So you go to your it's room. Dead. You go to your room. You go to your room. You go to your room. Go to bed. Go to room. <laughs> go to bed. Go so to it, so in the spirit of wrestling journalism, let's wildly speculate. On who some of those fancy guest stars are going to be. Effie. Effie's I think gotta, Effie, uh, Effie's, Effie's gotta, gotta be. Gotta. You gotta get Effie. Gotta get Effie. Gotta get Effie. King. I have no yeah. idea. I mean, Pop-Pop is just the king of bringing in what you do not expect when you do not expect it. Do you think that there is a Mike Quackenbush match that hasn't happened that they could dream match it at Wrestlepalooza? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's 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 great. Because Dean Malenko was was someone he really wanted to wrestle, but I don't think that's gonna. I, I think Dean Malenko's the, health. With the AEW yeah. ties too. Yeah. Well, he's got health issues, like severe. Oh, does issues, he? Yeah. Uh, um, I I mean, he that, banged too many women. I mean, I think the answer is that like Jinsei Shinzaki. I'd love to see that. I mean, there's definitely the the possibility. I mean, he's already they've already done one of them. Yeah, and you know, first now has the profile that they can get anybody pretty much anybody so i mean yeah. i don't know yeah i mean the question would be almost like what would that be versus yeah. can they do it because they've already proven they i can. keep trying to think of a, another japanese legend from that time period from that super j cup like when it was first coming to fruition and you had you know you know sasuke and yeah, please great, great sasuke, sasuke. Jushin Thunder Liger, Tiger Mask. Um, he didn't go to who, Japanese drinking school to be called <laughs> Sasuke. <laughs> who that? Who you know? Quackenbush might look at and say, "This is this is what I want to do," but I can't think of anybody who's currently active and could who who would come over and would draw a lot. Yeah, so, I got it. Who? Honky Tonk Man. Oh, the hunky tonky man. He is. Um, he looked. He looked good at Mania. Yeah. He, looked, he, look he looked. He looked really great at Mania. Mania. What about like? That's why I said. What about like, Shinzaki? Maybe Muda. He's getting ready to wrestle again. Like he's flipping wrestling Marafuji for Noah. That's wow. insane. In November, and I was like, Boy. "What?" 
I would say a triple threat match. White Claw Mist versus PBR Mist versus Green, Red, Blue, White, all of Mists. I would love that. I think that that, that would be a very interesting thing to watch. Mist triple threat? I would, Just, I mean, can yes, you imagine please. the Great Muda? I imagine him every night. It's so do I. All right. I would like to speculate on that further. Because I was originally going to ask about 205 moving after SmackDown on Fridays, Mm -hmm. whether we think that's a good idea or not. But I would actually like to speculate about who's the next wrestler that gets the call-up to the Wrestlepalooza stage. Because we've seen a lot of local wrestlers be booked for first wrestling for the um, for the longer events for the mm-hmm. summer events and things like that but people that haven't made that debut at first avenue i think it's devon monroe for sure yeah yeah i do too i think that there you, you he's just devon is just uh, can't be denied yeah I, I mean he's he's fantastic talent great attitude great work ethic he's gotten a lot of high profile attention this year um, with Rise uh, down in Chicago, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, and even in, in those select appearances, like he's gotten a lot of attention, like the Nobody's, uh, you know, Nobody's Watching Wrestling, they called him out and were really very positive. So, yeah, I think that sky's the limit. Hasn't plateaued at all. No. He no. hasn't, and, and this is something, too, you'll see sometimes, I think, is we'll see guys that we know and they'll hit a plateau for a little while and it takes a little bit to get over the hump. Like mm-hmm. they're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever hit a bump. No, he just keeps like, like this. Sometimes it's meteoric, and sometimes it's a little slower, but it's always an incline. I mean, the only the only real skip he's had is when he went on Nick Kodak's podcast, and so it was the first time he's been on a podcast. But Devon Monroe, you've been on a podcast <laughs> at Summit Brewing wow. Company. You saucy son of a bitch. You were just really, really, oh, really, nervous. really, really nervous. nervous. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, you can come on and make it up to us yeah. down in the mud pit. Don't you forget about me. Oh, 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 oh. Is that a song? It is. I no, it's Breakfast not. Club? I don't know no. what that is. It's not? I, yeah, I don't remember that. Am I in the stroke? It's not a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It smells like burnt toast down here. Uh, That's why you called it Wait, can we all smell it? Ah, there we go. Um... I, I would like to see, we haven't seen him yet, I would really like to see Bill Williams. I, I think that he's had, that he's had good showings elsewhere. Um, you know, we've also seen, you know, Crazy Spaceman, JDX. Uh, but <laughs> I love when he wears his, his yeah. like, space leisure windbreaker. Yeah. I also think Jossie is, like, killing it. Yeah. Killing it. I think he's become, like, one of the go-to heels in the area, I mean, he gets some super heat. Yeah. Deservatively so. Yeah. So. Yeah. Good. That's the uh, that's the trio's trio. We went two rounds. We'll come back with some more segments talking about King of Trios and so much more. A very special edition of Here to
the first time ever, King of Trios streaming live. It's a it's a big it's a good big weekend. It's one of the biggest weekends of the year. The biggest tournament in all professional wrestling. Let's talk about it, gang. It's my favorite. It's your favorite. That yeah. was your favorite. You well, just... Doug's my favorite. You come in like third or fifth. I think I was fifth last time we checked. <laughs> <laughs> it was it Doug. Uh, King. Chainsaw King. Oh wow! Oh, wow! King of Trios. Elvis. Yeah. Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, let's kick it off. Uh, nerd, no, funny story about El- no. <laughs> Nerd or Death <laughs> Kill. Nerd or Death Kill versus Team Pump. This Man, is, that's that's a sick, sick, sick first round. The first round is insane this year. Yeah. I, there's a lot of years where I'm kind of like, okay, I, I have a pretty good handle on who's moving. But I have no, no idea. No clue. This year. No. Nick Gage and Scott Steiner in the opening match I, together. That, I can't even process how like bananas that is. Like I yeah. saw it and I was like, no, how? like how? How? how, how, how. I just want to hear Ice T's body count song in the background of that, but you couldn't play that in a Chicago no, I really, I really want to see what like PG Nick Gage looks like. He's wrestled for Chicago. Yeah. He, I know. He, I want to see it. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. They um, in fact. They talked about it on their podcast. Um, Bryce and Quackenbush both said, contrary to popular belief, Nick Gage is the nicest person you could ever want to meet. I I feel like every, a lot of I people feel like have I've heard that. that. Yeah, yeah the, he's just the kindest person, and that he's extremely professional. And I believe, yeah, uh, someone we all mutually know also said that he's an extremely, very friendly, professional human being. Bryce Rumsberg said that. Yeah. You just said that. Someone else we know. Um, someone, Mike else we, someone else we might literally. I'm friends with him. I'm someone else we go. know we roll dice with quite often. Oh, uh, Nate. Excellent. <laughs> uh, predictions. <laughs> NDK team pump. Who moves on? I I feel like God. I don't even know. Because <laughs> like like when I looked at both in of your those, hearts of hearts. When, in my heart of, Scott in my Steiner heart, and friggin in, in my heart of hearts. Big murder death pump. kill moves on for sure. Yeah. In my heart of hearts. Oh, the pump. Beautiful. Sorry. Petey, I love Petey Williams. I think he's hilarious. And the stories you can find online about him talking about riding with Scott Steiner are hilarious. But on top of that, Big Mama Pump. I, I mean, that's... I, yeah. I just I want to see that Her in the ring entrance. with Nick Gage as well. Like yeah, yeah. Her throwing Nick Gage. Yeah, and Chris Statler is great. Chris Statler amazing. It's just going to be... A, that match is going to be phenomenal. Yeah. All right, next up. Quack Attack... The Ducks with Quackenbush versus the Colony. Yeah, what is going on with my life? Like, how do you even predict that? Like, there's no way. Like, and that's one of the, I love, that's, I love that about King of Trios. It's like, I feel like every year, if you do an exercise like this, it's not like, oh, well, obviously, obviously, like, it's never predictable. This one's really tough, too. Yeah. Because there's some fun returning teams or, like, split teams, split squads that you could, Either team can move on. I think that uh, Quack moves on. I think yeah. he's got business in the finals. Oh. Well, I think, do you they, think this is the beginning of the end? I do. I That means Crucible is in there? Although he did a couple um, shows ago submit Ophidian in like 54 seconds. Well, the uh, uh, last time they, we were in he, Chicago, yeah, he got submitted, submitted him yeah. in yeah. about So I think seconds. they're going tit for tat. Yeah. And we're, I think we're just going to see an ever-escalating situation there. When do we get to see tat for tat or tit for tit? That's what I want to know. Speaking of, the Crucible taking on the Queens. Which Crucible team is this? 
this is uh, MMA. Um, uh, Mikowski. And yeah. I think that both Crucible teams get through the first round. I hate to say that because I really would like to see the Queens. Oh, I want Willow to move move forward. And um, Freddie started following. Mercari, yeah. He started following me on Instagram out of the blue. It's because you're lovable. Yeah, it was weird. I was like, I don't know. It was just kind of popped up out of nowhere, which was cool. I, you know, yeah, it's tough. The Crucible, especially with Kimberly on that team with Lance Steele, I still want to know. Where Jolly Roger is, I'm just saying. Though, see that team, I can I can see getting upset in the second round. The Crucible. Yeah, that the team. one with Ophidian. Yeah. Wow. Mm. I could see that being a huge like bone of contention. So other Crucible team, Ophidian, Lance Steele, um, Kimberly taking on the Velocities. I think they win the first round. I think in the second round they could run into problems. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? It's flipping. Who knows? Yeah, it's too much fun. Well, so what I, I think the crystals on that. I I think I'm with King on that. I think I think both crystals move yeah. on. Um, the embassy making the big return. I'm just saying, taking on fist. Fist. There's, there's no way. It's gonna be. It's gonna be one of those great heels versus heels who can cheat more. Yeah. yeah. But no one can cheat like fist. Yeah. And I also feel like I feel like the quarterfinals. Are going to be or the semifinals are going to be like classic Chikara. It's there'll be a, at least a Crucible team. I could see Legion of Rot getting there. I could see they, the Colony getting there and Crucible getting there. I I, I feel like Le- Legion of Rot is flying under the radar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could get eliminated in the quarterfinals. Like they could go up against Quack, and that could be an amazing, crazy match. That allows them to move on. I would love to see Legion of Rod. I would love to see Hollow Wicked go up against Fidian. Heel versus Heel. That would like be the corners. phenomenal. There's so many potential matchups of these trios teams that just has me all rocked up, baby boy. Um, speaking of, I was kind of surprised we didn't uh, we didn't have another um, Minnesota Intergalactic Wrecking Zoo style uh, contingent. Yeah. yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, speaking, they could have they could have they could have done. Boomer and Dasher and Angel Dorado. That could have been Angels in the Outfield. Oh, <laughs> man. That would have been Angels in the Outfield. Angels! That would have been so good. That would have been amazing to have, like, Sidney Bacabella, like, reminding them, like, it's Angels in the Outfield. Oh, um, Legion of Rot. Speaking of Legion of Rot, they're taking on the Carnies. Oh, oh man. Good I gotta go. I, I love the Carnies. I got I, In my heart of hearts, I gotta say the Carnies. Yeah. You know, we haven't seen much Frightmare... And yeah. Cobalt's been intermittent. Cobalt, yeah. I kind of wonder if this isn't the first homegrown Chikara team to go out. It could be. Um, because they've kind of got this ongoing thing between Missile Assault Man and Hollow Wicked. Yeah, you could see that in a singles match. And yeah, then maybe I, Cobalt I, and, I think uh, that the Carnies move on here. Yeah. You could see, yeah, because you I could hate, see... I hate metagaming this. <laughs> but you could see the other two Legion of Rot members entering the, the tag team gauntlet, too. Yeah. I think. I um, but you could do the same thing with the Carnies. I wonder if, um, like, if... If Frightmare's been hurt, or there's something else going on, um, or he just took time away, and that's why he's been gone most of the season. Yeah, I don't know. But, or we could see them go 
flipping all the way to the finals. You never know. Yeah, because they're so good, and they have such a storied history, and they're just, you know, they can come off legit dangerous in a tournament like this. Um, last two matches, we've got the uh, the House of Hatfield taking on um, the... Uh, Dysfunction Incorporated. No, the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, Creatures of the Deep. Mm. Creatures of the Deep. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think I think the more yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't know. There's because there's there's also like multiple ways that like you know Hatfield McCoy story could go. Like you want to think like well they'll like implode, you yeah. know, and that's like a compelling story and that's great. But also like to how great finals. is it if they like win the whole thing? Like oh my god, yeah, or, like, or even just getting to the final, right? Yeah, yeah. I think moving on and winning a match and like they're all really excited and they're like they kind of cool off, you mm-hmm. know, like yeah, that's what we're supposed to do. I I just think it's real good. Every so like the, for me the last two seasons it always felt like creatures of the deep were going to be a big deal. Yeah. And they so, just yeah. kind of never get that big Boomer win. tweeted something like come watch us beat Merlady and the Salty Boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of hope this is that moment. Especially after they had that matchup with um, the Crucible. Oh, yeah. uh, Demetrius, or whatever his name is, just destroyed Murloc. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be super strong to throw a a guy that size around. And he tossed him around. Yeah, it was impressive. Yeah. So I I feel like, I I I don't know. That's a beautiful thing about Shikari. You just don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, final matchup: The Nations taking on Missile Assault Joint. Uh, I, I, Stray Cat, I Juke Joint, Missile Assault Man. I love that team, but I'm, I, I they go out. Team. Yeah, I, I think they go out. The Nations move on. You think that they go out, and Missile Assault Man has a match with, with Hollow Kid? The because he is he's beat Fright or he's beaten Cobalt. Yeah. And then Juke Cats go into the tag team gauntlet. Yeah, that's my guess. And maybe Cobalt and Frightmare go into the tag yeah. team gauntlet as well. That to me makes the most sense. I feel like they're really high on Moretti and the Nations in general, like as a trio. Uh, yeah, I think they're super high on Moretti. And I, Moretti wrestled in Bola, I believe, as well. Yeah. So why would you not be high on him? He's fantastic. Yeah. He's not only got the good wrestling acumen, but he's got the character as well. And he fits Chikara. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, it's uh, it's a tough one to call. There's so many good things going on. Is this the best field you've seen in a while? That's that that's that's a tough question. To be honest with you, this is the craziest field. Go ahead, Warrior. I, I cut you off. No, I mean, I think you were kind of going along the same way. Like, I think for for me, um, you know, it's certainly not having the same history with Chakura either of you have, but. It feels very. It's hard to compare because this field feels very different from any other one I've seen. So it's hard to, it's hard to compare. I mean, in a way, yes, but in a way, it's not that comparable because it's just super different. There's so much, um, there's so much outside talent in there. There's so many interesting and compelling stories both within the Chikara verse and in independent wrestling in general. That, yeah. To me, this is this this is the best balance of Chikara and outside that they've had in a while. It's as crazy as though the year that it had the Bullet Club 
Drago, Aerostar, and Phoenix yeah, in the final, oh, and wow. there and there was a Sendai girls team that made it to the quarterfinals. Yeah, um, who was like who had Satamura on it. I mean, and there was a ton of great teams in that one, but it was just like holy, good God! <laughs> There's like three teams that are all time great teams in that yeah. tournament. I have to. I have to make a correction they are not uh as i so glibly said missile assault joint they are karate cat extreme <laughs> which is amazing so kkx also i mean we're, we're at the year that british strong style wrestled the um yeah uh Satomura's joshi team that was unbelievable yeah which was you had pete dunn you know basically it was british strong style's Last hurrah, you know, in before, on the American yeah, indie scene. The so yeah, I mean, it's just, and you had Pete Dunne and Miko Satamura, you know, who, if you see any of the behind the scenes stuff mm-hmm. of that that they have on Chikaratopia, yeah. he is just freaking out over getting to wrestle her. It's oh, like, I bet he's who just wouldn't? like, yeah. this is the greatest thing ever. So, um, we also have the Raid of Valadoris tournament. Kicking off night two, Alex Zane announced for that. Kenny the Broadhead uh, announced for that. We're gonna see the, um, gonna see the debut of the Chikara video game uh, at Fan Conclave. Guess who's got a copy of that? Beep, 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 beep. Well, you don't have it yet. I will. Oh well. Uh-huh. So yeah. support the product here. Uh, I support the product too, King. I'm going to have one, too. I just don't have it yet. Okay. Um, the Proteus Wheel announced for the Tag Team Gauntlet. Who are the two members? Um, I don't know. They haven't said. There, have, there hasn't been as much kind of very specific. Are they about, freebirding it? Um, I don't know. Maybe. That would be great. Um, we saw Crumbles and Defarge are yeah. making their return. And uh, going to be entered into the tag gauntlet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if the uh, if the hockey boys are going to be in the tag gauntlet or not. Jakob Hammermeyer and the Wildebeest are entering we don't know you. the tag gauntlet. Uh, the other thing that's happening night two, the headline matchup, Still Life with Apricot and Pears, taking on blank. blank. Oh, God. And singles. It's going to be so good. It's, it's real good. A masterpiece, yeah. Also, you the fan conclave yeah. this year, uh, King of Brunches. King of Brunches, which is phenomenal. Yeah, it's, it's uh, and then Night 2 will also feature John Francis of Coronado's Open Challenge. Ooh. That's where I'm hoping we get... Like, man, maybe Ophidian loses in the first round, and we get Ophidian John Francis. Oh, wow. Ooh. That's saucy. Yeah, I, or I think somebody from... I think we get somebody from the Crucible, or we get somebody returning from the past who is aligning themselves with the Crucible. That'd be interesting. I mean, is there any way that we end up getting Crucible versus Quack and the Ducks, or those guys going out night two and getting one-on-one Quack versus Ophidian on night three? Do you think you'd save that for the season finale? I think that's season finale. Did you save that for the season finale and Shakar's done? Is Shakar done at the end of season 20? It's a nice round number. I think if it's done, 
then it just is the it's the end of the beginning this is you know yeah i think it's just another chapter i i don't i don't think it's my quackenbush walks away from all that you don't think so i think he's got too many more stories he wants to tell okay i mean i I just think that how he decides to tell them will be the real the the real kind of that's the cool to me that's the real question is how the medium he decides to use i mean I think you could do a hell of a thing if the Crucible somehow manages to run the table and then they take over the Russell Factory. I mean, you're not, he's shown repetitively he's not afraid to do things that mm-hmm. make no conventional sense on the, on the surface level. But then when you pull out and you look past that a year down the road, you go, oh my gosh, he laid all the breadcrumbs mm-hmm. out for us. We just missed mm-hmm. the bigger picture. Because what if you get like two years of the Russell factory being that yeah, of it being Ophidian run. And, you know, he's no longer the face of Chikara and, you know, he becomes like a rustling journeyman or arm retired. Mm-hmm. And then you can do the big, you know, comeback Is story. He Shogun then? Yeah. Does he become Shogun? I think it's interesting. I mean, you could do a lot of stuff with that. Do you think there's a chance that, I mean, he's done some work with, Alexa Bliss and other people at the Performance Center, do you think there's a chance that he takes an opportunity to join WWE Creative or the Performance Center and on a, a more regular, if not exclusive? Basis? I think he's got some reasons he doesn't do that. Is, I think that is from what, which aren't mine to talk about. Sure. But sure. I think that he there's a reason that doesn't happen. I think, you know, he's enjoys, though, being the guy who... He's been down there more often than any other guest coach, and there's probably a reason why. Yeah, because he's amazing, he's brilliant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he knows how to tell a story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting quandary when you look at it. It's a lot of questions to be answered. A lot of questions to be answered, indeed. It's obvious it, to me. It is the best run independent for the longest period of time independent company in the united states better than the national wrestling alliance i don't want to talk about them um but yeah it's on top of that it's not the current national wrestling alliance you boob (laughs) but i mean like i love pwg but it's but it doesn't tell me the same type of stories that chikara does Ring of Honor was owned by the, has been owned for half its life by a Sinclair Broadcasting Company. Yeah. So. Well, I think Jakara like has. I mean, I think. I think that yeah, I think you're right. I think the storytelling that they've done, the the you know continuity, the sort of universe they've created is really unparalleled. And I think even beyond that, in sort of a more I don't know meta sense, it feels like they have remarkably been able to stay out of and above the sort of morass of bullshit that sort of underpins a lot of independent wrestling. Like, it's always felt very separate from that. Like, it's its, it's thing. It's just, it feels very... You know, pure is kind of a weird word. but No, like, I but agree. It feels very pure and very, like, you know, this is what we do. We're going to do it. Actually, it feels a lot like... Like it probably is Like first wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have a cult of personality, you know, mm-hmm. surrounding a galvanizing individual. Mm-hmm. 
But so, you also have like a very, very central and very unshakable ethos. discipline. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I think the other reason I don't think it's going anywhere because they just had that they just made that deal with um, Michinoku Michinoku Pro. God, new kid. I knew I couldn't say the right, right the first time. <laughs> Every time, Takamichinoku. <laughs> so Takamichinoku, which Michinoku Pro, they just built that relationship with them. Sure. Why would they go away? That just got answered. I mean, they just built that. So I, I think that's going to be, be there for a while um, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. You know, you're just still grinning over the fact mm. that I killed that. <laughs> I do it every time. Shinsuke Nakamura. <laughs> no big deal. Uh, so check out King of Trios. It's going to be on independent wrestling TV for the first time ever. Thank you to IWTV for. Um, working that deal out with Chikara is a very exciting opportunity for people to see King of Trios live. Is it Bryce's last? This will be, oh, this will be the last. I think oh. this will be the last Chikara. I, he might He might be working Chikara through the end of the season. I'm not sure. Because there isn't that much left. No, there's not. I mean, I think there's only maybe four, three, three shows after this that are currently scheduled. Maybe four now. Um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot left. Um, so, uh, we talked about it, you demanded it, as Warrior said, we're going to be talking more ass after this on Heel Turn Radio. Springsteen songs. We've got uh, Dancing in the Dark. You've got Thunder no, Road. You've not got Dancing Born the to Run. How do you rank those three? I take uh, Dancing in the Dark all the way out of it. What? What? Um, I'm not a wrong. Big... What? Wrong. Dancing in the Dark number two. Born to Run yeah. number one. Thunder Road can't get out of second gear. <laughs> that is that is a song that is dead on arrival to me. Yeah. It wants to soar, but it can't. Yeah. It can't. It's like it's like grandpops driving the old car and just uh, not ever taking it over forty. It's not, you mean it's like Nate rolling polyhedral dice? Yeah. Should we keep this? Yeah, I feel yeah. like it's good. All yeah. right, that's good. I think that's good. I think it's a good start. If you've got to ask, then no. Sweet start. Should we keep <laughs> Sweet this? Start. All right, Hot so start. we're gonna do guys. Does this suck? Does it? <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna do local stuff. We're gonna talk about local stuff. We're doing three minute segments. So this again. opening fits perfectly. Yeah, this is great. Absolutely. Is this the shits? Is it drizzling? Yeah. <laughs> is it drizzling outside? It's drizzling outside. It's drizzling in the mud pit. King, start us off, baby. What the? F- uh, all right. You know what um, you're gonna talk about? Josh Price's promo on Sebastian Taylor for the Showtime Heavyweight Championship. Your thoughts, gentlemen? Um, I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I think that, I think that like most promos locally, it could have used like about 20 to 20, 20 to 30 seconds less. Um, but mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, it was, 
it was stark it was something different similar stonehenge's promos right like <laughs> just give me something you know like give me something identifiable that that makes you look different than everybody else yeah well i mean um, i think that's a that's a really good point i mean i think when you look particularly when you look at independent wrestling at large the the folks who are really succeeding are the ones who have been able to create like a personal brand in yeah. addition to doing the promo so like effie Casanova Valentine, Warhorse, you know, like a lot, mm. Alley Cat, um, have all done a fantastic job of that. So, I mean, Stonehenge actually does a really good job mm. of that. Ricky mm. Noren does a great job of that. Yeah. Um, and Bill. Yeah. And Bill, yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think I think that any move toward that is good. Um, I think I had pretty similar feelings. I enjoyed that it was not filmed in a car. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was super excited about that. vertically. Or was it or, vertical? I don't remember. I don't think so, but maybe. But yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it was a, 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 it was a solid promo. It was a it was a step in the right direction, local promo wise. I'd love to see more yeah. like it, and and for him to grow out of that, and f- more from him. Yeah, I think that he is an underutilized person, um, as far as I think he plays the heavy really well. Yeah, um, you don't have to use him all the time, but I think a lot like. You can use Mitch. Mitch is the ultimate attraction. Yeah. Because whenever Mitch Paradise steps into your building, it doesn't matter who he's going to wrestle. It feels like Mitch has got at least a 50-50 shot of beating the shit out of them. He's I just so he imposing. He has 123 and a third shot. He's so imposing and he's so he's got such a track record. I think with Josh, Josh, when you see him up close... And you see how physical he can wrestle when he chooses to, mm-hmm. when he's not kind of... Because he can also do a lot of ha-ha funny joke joke stuff too, which I know you know he thinks is fun. But when he turns that kind of level of aggression up... I also think it's fun, Josh. Don't listen, yeah. don't listen to King. When, when he turns that level of aggression up, he comes off like that 1980s, you know, mid-Atlantic Crockett heel. You know, he's he, very Arnie. Yeah, he's very, very much Arn Anderson. Uh, that promo was very Arn Anderson-ish. The only thing is I wish he would have pumped Sebastian Taylor up just a little bit to make it feel like you know he was going to beat somebody, not just beat a guy. Excellent. Next round, Warrior. Yeah. Hit me. Uh, so, not this weekend, next weekend, Time Bomb Pro uh, out in Fargo. Uh, it's going to be a big show. They've got... We got a new title belt. Yeah. Kikutara-san and Colt Cabana. Yeah. Oren Veit versus Cody Cabana Rice. For the title. For the inaugural championship. And then brother versus brother. Mask versus mask. Codpiece versus codpiece. <laughs> wow. I don't think that's actually Yeah, I don't think that's happening. <laughs> One <laughs> of these things is true. <laughs> Two of them rely. You figure it out by driving to the Dakotas. Making this happen. Time Bomb's... Just makes it happen. I mean, they really do. They're 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 not even the little engine that could anymore. They're just the engine that no. can. Well, I think they're, I think they're really doing that thing. I mean, I know I know we've all talked about it a little bit. Is that like real like need for a breath of fresh air um, in independent wrestling in general, but particularly Midwest wrestling. Um, you know, Minnesota, North Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, um, and it it's very much that, and it very readily and and easily and genuinely stepped into that role that really up until now like kind of first has only been filling yeah um so it's, it's super impressive like they, 
Yeah. Yeah, they have a DIY aesthetic that I don't think even First has anymore. I think mm-hmm. first, first production is just too good. Which is, it's sure. good. That, that's a great problem to have. Like, right. we're real, say, hey, sorry guys, we're too good at what we do now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's. We're not recording in our garage anymore. Yeah, time, time Bomb, I think, sure. has stepped into that. And they've shown that, like, you can still keep it down and dirty, grimy, and make mm-hmm. it amazing every single time. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's good about the vibes. You know, it's like, yeah, Time Bomb very much feels like folks are still trading tapes yeah. you know and like first is like they're on Columbia they're still great but you know like. yeah, you could, if you're gonna do that uh, BMG like it could be one of your ten for yes, ones yeah for sure yeah. yeah it's gonna be that edgy right one that your parents would never look at like yeah. they wouldn't even look at that part of the one giant sheet in the Rolling Stone I see his body count yeah, yeah. <laughs> no uh, sorry clean, dad clean that's version. not for you clean version yeah still the clean version <laughs> oh sorry daddy that's not for no, you no way daddy that's not for you <laughs> Um, anybody that you, you think the time bomb could bring in that you haven't seen yet that you think would like, work really well for the aesthetic? <laughs> one name and one name only, Danny. Stonehenge. <laughs> Stonehenge would be uh, amazing, yeah. I think. Um, I think they could absolutely bring in Warhorse. I think that would be amazing. I mean, I'm going to say this right now. If in the next year they don't have... The Stonehenge Joseph Wayne Chonk Gauntlet. <laughs> I'm gonna be real upset. Like all chonks, all the time. All the time. That's all, that's all I want. The Chonk Gauntlet. <laughs> time bomb. Get at me. I'll come up and call the Chonk. Gauntlet. Oh yeah. I mean, I will call. I will go yeah. call whatever you want. Yeah. The Chonk Gauntlet us. though. Woo. I'm loving it. Warrior, last words. No. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we're getting back in the announce booth. King, the beard, gonna go out to crush this weekend. And Kimball, bringing silver back with us. Uh, getting the band back together. We're bringing silver back. Because <laughs> he's riding with us. I just want your silver back. Anyway, we're gonna be tossing the headsets on for the first. Uh, for the first time in a while, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward. I, D'Lo Brown again? Yeah, baby. Yeah. You're looking at the real deal now. I just shook my head. I think I threw it on my back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We're so super sad. nice guy, though. I mean, he was super cool. Yeah. At an event that we were at. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. I don't want to talk about You're it anymore. so good at redacting. <laughs> oh, man. So good. He was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Yeah, yeah. he was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, do we know what the card is? Yeah, let's uh, let's run through the uh, the old, the old card here. Um, first of all, Darren uh, Corbin going to be trying to keep his crush streak alive, which I am so very all about. Um, I do love me some some uh, some streaks. Uh, on the post right now, I don't know that they've actually announced uh, holiday headlocks. I was super confused about that at first. But it's going to benefit uh, an organization that helps support families through the holidays. Absolutely lore, awesome. Yeah, Lore on the card, Thunder Frog, JDX, Eric Cannon. This is like all Nelson, my favorite people. Airwolf, Nick, see, Danny I get to, Duggan. Hey, I'm excited. I get to call a Nick Nelson match. How often time. do I mention how I think or how, how I have high praise for Nick Nelson and I never get to call his matches? I'm excited for that. Danny Duggan, absolutely loved it. When we've got to call him in the past. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I mean, he's... Like the, when we called him live at Fortune Mania 1. 
fortune, baby. <laughs> hey, he is one of the best unsigned wrestlers in the world today. Hello, uh, D'Lo Brown also doing a seminar. That's uh, amazing. Beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crush is killing it. Yeah. Crushing it. Ah, baby. Um, I don't know that there's... I'm, I'm, I'm going to cease and desist over Mania. <laughs> <laughs> Can we? Well, yeah. I mean, we're not saying Mania. We're saying Mania. Oh, we still might get a cease and desist. Yeah, it's a decent assist, I think, at that time. <laughs> um, yeah. I think so. I think good. I think we good. Um, so, head on out. It's at the Kimball High School. It's guaranteed not to rain, so we'll have plenty of notes to call all of the matches, uh, 7 to 10 p.m., Saturday, October 5th. Um, Crush Pro Wrestling and Wrestling with the Dog podcast present Crush 7, Holly Headlocks featuring D'Lo Brown and STMS's Aaron Imholt. Um, proceeds benefit Hope for the Holidays. Doors at 6, Bells at 7. Tickets start at just $10. Available at the door and at Crushed Pro Wrestling on Facebook. They've got an event bright. Go there, pick yourself up a fancy little ticket, um, and come Do say it. hi to us. We've missed you. We love you. Um, well, most of you. Um, well, like half. Y- yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> just saying, like, just saying. Save the shoot tees for the finisher. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hit him. Next round. Uh, you got to call it. I don't know how much we've podcasted about. We really haven't. We haven't talked about it. You got the call, and I just mentioned it before in my first one. You got to set with Nick K, Special K, um, at Showtime Championship Wrestling. Thank you, guys. It's Kodiak Bear. Kodiak Bear, and call Sebastian Taylor the scene winning the Showtime Heavyweight Championship. It was a great privilege. Thank you, Josh Kalisto. Happy birthday, as always. Always. Um, yeah. always, always goes down smooth. I, I always goes down smooth. Uh, thanks to Nick Kodak for letting me hop on. Thanks to um, oh, Rad Lightning for um, getting out of the the extra chair. Uh, I really appreciate being able to call it match. I think it's a rare opportunity that that we're we're um, kind of taken taken aback or at a loss for words. We've we've been able to call some really amazing things, but I think that one of the reasons why we really enjoy doing commentary and I think one of the reasons why we are successful at it is is that we take it seriously and we put ourselves in the in the headspace that we we are there to enhance the product and we belong kind of at at the level of of the the product that's being presented by you know the incredible wrestlers and managers and promoters that are are doing you know the work and so I think that um, humbly speaking uh, it was a really, 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 really magnificent opportunity, and I really appreciate it. And, and I didn't, you know, we always, for people who don't know, we don't ask for, we don't want spoilers. We want to be in the moment. I think that's one of those like Jim Ross things that I, you know, heard on a podcast, and it's always made so much sense to me. We just want to prepare as much as we can, and then just like be in the moment. And it was, it was an incredible moment. Um, it was one of those things when you told me you were doing it. And you were like, do you want to go? And I was like, nah, nah, I, no, no, no. And then after you did it, I was like, I should have went. Yeah. It, it will be one of the, it will, it will definitely live as a profound wrestling regret. Hey, there's a podcast about that. There is. No regrets. No regrets. Um, 
Are there any other people on the scene that like you haven't had the opportunity to kind of call a match at that level that that if they get to that level that you'd want to like Gore. sit down in the booth? Yeah, Brandon Gore. I, I mean, he's already a champion. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I would love to see Gore and like Cannon or I, I seeing Brandon Gore, Brandon Gore and Cal Creed. Just seeing kind of watching a match where. He gets to ply his trade um, in a a longer encounter, and we get to see him bust out. Brandon Gore and James Tapia, you know, we I, I can't remember who we saw Gore. We called the match; it was for um, MWA, um, and he did the moonsault at the end. Oh yeah, I can't remember who he was who he was wrestling in that encounter, but man, that was a joy to call. Um, and I just wish, you know, we, that I, you know, I, I, maybe sometime down the road I get to call more of his stuff. Yeah. But he is the first one that jumps out is, is being able to call more Brandon Gore. So Brandon Gore versus Airwolf would be an absolutely phenomenal call. Where are you going to got a person or a like a sort of in that like a sort of yeah. similar moment type thing? Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's weird. I, I think that um, I think uh, I think. For me, I think already very much, and I don't think you could really recreate um, the moment with with Oren uh, Light yeah. at uh, at MAW. That was, I mean, that was a lot. I mean, there was a lot went into that. There was a lot um, behind that, yeah. and it was that was a really special moment. Um, I think going forward, I think I think a, a similarly like you know a, a significant. Uh, Stage or, or title victory with Devon Monroe would be great to call. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. That is a great one. Beard? Now that you've called that one, is there one that you look look at and go, this is what I would love to see? Um, I I think that that's, uh, it's a, that's a good, great question. I mean, to me, I, I've been a big proponent of him, and I feel like he's ready to take it to the next level i you know this is this is you know with us already having been able to call you know jdx and riley in a in a in a title match Mm -hmm. and i thought that that was that that was amazing it was just a great opportunity to me i think the the person i would love to to call in a singles uh championship match would be uh bill williams Mm -hmm. um i just think that calling him as a singles wrestler is such a different experience um i think that his approach as a singles wrestler um integrates a lot more of the um mixed martial arts uh, it's more methodical yeah um and i and i think that he matches up so interestingly with a lot of people in in the twin cities that that would be i I think given the right opponent that could just be a dynamite dynamite match i think again you know one i didn't mention that another name that i would love to see with gore is riley yeah, I can't imagine that those two would do anything but tear a house down. Yeah, probably literally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whether you want to or not. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean the, the the absolute speed that that match would take place at would be phenomenal. Right. Just the pace. I gave us way more than three minutes, but that was such a good topic. It was. It was a good. We're hey. here. Last topic. That was a good job. Hey, good, good <laughs> job, good job. Uh, so yeah, so. Uh, you know, we we talked we we talked a lot about commentary and important things that involve commentary. One of the most important things 
um, in commentary and in, in independent wrestling in general, is um, where do you go to eat after the show? And for a long time, uh, the place was Perkins. Yeah. And Perkins is it's dying. No more, man. You know? And what if Chan Hessen's gone? Is it? Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so you know, more and more, that's not, we, you know, that's not going to be possible. We had sort of, uh, as we do on, on D&DDT uh, every week, dndt.com, uh, we uh, kind of migrated to old Chicago. Yeah. And, Still uh, haven't seen JDX there. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, you know, where, 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 where do you guys go to eat after, if it's after not... Crushed? Where do you go? Oh. It'll, go? it'll probably be somewhere cheap because I need all the monies. I'm what? trying to I'm trying to keep all that cash. All them bunnies. That was. What what, what, what is this? We're, we're gonna do that shit right now. I'm not doing it. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I we're in the middle of a podcast. Save it for the after the podcast. Do you, do you go somewhere that you know that's reliable? Where do you go? Do you find something like when we would, when we would call shows at uh, Nisons? There was that weird little. Bar that yeah. had the giant oh, yeah. beers, 1919 you know? Yeah. yeah. So to find a, 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 a local treasure. It's, it's hard What's because my, my what isn't diet is such a mess. Mm-hmm. And no one needs to know about my gastrointestinal problems because I'm not Griffin McElroy. Um, but it's, you know, being able to eat something is, is really difficult. And finding somewhere mm-hmm. where you can eat sucks sometimes so and not to mention i mean we're pretty good at this humbly speaking um but i still get nervous like before oh before before we do yeah before we do a show are you saying that you worry oh i that's gimmick and like i get (laughs) like my stomach is in knots and i don't feel well and you know my anxiety is up so, you know, it's it's sometimes difficult. So it's kind of, do I eat before? Um, so some of that sucks, I mean, trying to figure out. Sure. Um, it's different when I think if you have less dietary restrictions and then, you know, can eat whatever you want. Because I know there's been times where we've been out, like, at Old Chicago, and I've been like, I just want to crush some pizza. Or, this looks awesome or that looks awesome, but I know I can't have any of it. Yeah. Um, but what, do you, what about you, Beard? If there's a place you can go, everybody knows your name. I mean, if I can, if I can go, I'll go to to Bar Luchador. But I think being in Kimball, uh, we're gonna have fewer things, fewer things to choose from. There's the Triple R Grill and Bar. There's Champs Chicken. Those all close at 9 p.m. I don't think we're gonna be able to hit them. There's SOBs, which seems like it'll be open you late. Son of a... It looks pretty nice. Looks pretty nice. It closes at 10 p.m. though. I don't think we're gonna have a whole lot of. Oh, Friday and Saturday they're open until 1 a.m. My oh, my vote's for SOBs. It looks I nice. Think you should do it. Looks I'm, nice. We might I'm go to SOBs. USOB. We're gonna go down there and we're gonna crush some commentary and then we're gonna go crush some Happy Ritas down at SOBs. <laughs> <laughs> That's my plan. That looks like a nice little bacon burger. Uh, looks looks nice. good. Looks nice. Uh, looks good. Those are some that that does not look like crappy from a can that's very giant pickles. Those look like thick home cut yeah. pickles, and I like that. I do. Some cut pi- them pickles. Yeah, some sweet potato fries options. Looks like some good wings. You know how I feel about wings. Uh, I know we had some earlier today. <laughs> we did. Taquita, baby. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Sorry, bro. Um, I feel betrayed. Uh, speaking of feeling betrayed, yeah, that they have some good ass wings. My final topic is Mindy wrestling and where it is. Uh, if you are listening, you've probably noticed that the event calendar, other things, have not kept up. If you're tagging Mindy wrestling, I'm retweeting and things like that. But I've reached the point where Mindy wrestling as Switzerland is just not where I'm at. I I think that we've talked about the disappointment in the Minnesota scene, and we've talked about promoters getting each other's throats, um, generally behaving poorly, um, not you know taking advantage of uh, of fans or, or other things, or not kind of putting up fronts. And I just I don't feel like I should be supporting some of those promotions because I don't you know I've never. I, I, there are some promotions that I just n- never attend, as a, as a matter of fact, because I don't appreciate business practices or other things like that. I'm not going to yuck anybody's yum. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to waste my breath on this podcast or anything else saying don't go to places, but I'm also not going to waste my breath anymore saying please go to these places. Um, oh, I know we talked about it before, and, and my mission statement that I'm going to continue to push to you is rather than promote promotions, we should be promoting the actual wrestlers. Yeah. So we should be picking a couple wrestlers and talking about where they're at, who their opponents are, yeah. um, and talking about what they've done, you know, as far as leading up to their events. Yeah. Um, because I think we can do that and feel a lot better about what we're doing rather than feel like we've compromised things. Yeah. Um, by continuing to. Uh, um, carry the torch for people who honestly I don't think deserve to have a torch carried. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's also like it's also important I think in life and in general, but particularly in wrestling, to remember that like things have to change and grow too. So something that worked in one particular form or at a particular time may not be the vibe going forward you know so it's you know it's the it's the natural order of things and the natural evolution of things to hey evolution is a mystery but it's natural that's what i was saying i didn't say i've solved evolution no i have also solved evolution (laughs) (laughs) if only only lemmy was alive to know the secrets of what you found out you know what you do? I buried Remove the secret to evolution deep in the archives of MindyWrestling.com. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Search the code. So, in essence, uh, MindyWrestling.com is going to become much more focused on individuals. Same thing with the social media. We're going to do the Mindy 50 again. I've had a phenomenal time doing it every year. Thanks to everybody that's voted. Thanks to everybody that's commented on it or called me out at a wrestling show while they're in the ring or on their way to the ring. Um, or, you know, just been generally, you know, pissy about it in, in, uh, you know, social media or otherwise. Uh, I, I like that. I, I like, I like lists like that because they, um, challenge kind of our perceptions of where people are or, or how kind of the wrestling business is changing. So I find that to be fun. I don't think that they mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things, but I think that they're a lot of fun to engage in. Um, so I'd like to do more of that. I think that that's what the, that's the core of. Heel Turn Radio is like getting together with people, getting to know them, having fun, a- having other people get to know them so they go out and 
support them by the merch. We're going to do some cool merch things that we have lined up um, heading into 2020. So scaling back on the kind of every every week event stuff, um, maybe becoming a little less Switzerland, um, but still doing our best to support uh, the scene. You know what? A wise man once told us on this very podcast, stop being so goddamn nice. Yeah. So, yeah. So thank you uh, to Mitch Paradise. And, uh, and thanks to everybody who's, who's supported Mindy Wrestling and Heel Turn Radio. It's a, a great thing to be able to get together and have y'all come over to the mud pit or hang out at shows or be able to catch up. So looking forward to seeing folks at Crushed Pro Wrestling this Saturday and looking forward to having more folks on the podcast doing dumb shit together and having a lot of fun. <laughs> We'll see you next week. Go watch Pikachu Trios, IWTV.